Welcome to the audio ministry of Grove Park Baptist Church in Burlington, North Carolina. We pray you will be blessed by today's message. I invite you to take your copy of God's Word and turn to John 19. John 19, where we find these words. But standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour the disciple took her to his own home. Let's pray. Behold, the scripture says to us. And so, Lord, we pray that we would see. We would see, Lord, what Mary saw and felt, what John was so impressed to record. And that we wouldn't just see it on this night. But again and again and again. Such that it would carry us through. For we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. The songwriter asked Mary, Did you know? Did you know all the exciting things like strolls upon the water with your buddy Peter that you would take? Did you know, Mary, the miraculous things like causing the blind to see and the deaf to hear that Jesus would perform? The songwriter asked Mary whether she had a full grasp of deep doctrinal, doctrinal insights like her boy's eternal existence and the inner workings of Trinitarian thought. The writer's line of questioning makes for a heartwarming, though theologically weak, reflection each Christmas season. It accomplishes this task because it fails to ask the questions that are presented in this moment, standing on a windswept hillside outside of the holy city. Questions such as Mary, 
Did you know this is what it meant that day in the temple when Simeon said, because of your son, your soul would be pierced? Mary, do you still believe, as you sang three decades ago, that future generations would call you blessed because of your son who hangs before you upon a Roman cross? Mary, do you still feel the encouragement and fortification of the Spirit that overshadowed you that day so long ago? Do you feel the supreme revelation of divine love as you became with child now? Do you feel it in this moment as your heart shatters with each tortured breath from the middle cross? I'm con- I confess, I'm not sure in, in this moment how Mary would answer these questions. Contrary to popular opinion, biblical figures with the sole exception of Jesus, are ordinary humans just like us and so lack superhuman powers. I cannot expect Mary at at this moment in which she watches her firstborn tragically and horrifically die to react in any way different than I would expect any other mother. And yet some part of me has to wonder if this woman who has endured so much, who as a teenager overcame whispers, sneers, and rumors about her sanity and her fidelity because of her miraculous pregnancy, who survived a nine-month pregnant journey to Bethlehem, delivery in a stable, and a quick jaunt over to Egypt, and what we believe to be widowhood. If this woman, who now locks eyes with her son and hears him say, behold your son, and then to John says, behold your mother. If this woman would look at me and answer my questions with her own, what would she ask? You may be wondering. I suspect she would say to me and to each of us, Did you know? Did you know that your last interaction with Jesus does not define his view of you? See, we come into this text thinking that Mary is a regular in Jesus' circle, but the last time we see her in the Gospels, Before this moment at the cross, it is not a heartwarming scene that we encounter. Mary and her sons had come to see Jesus. And when Jesus is told that they're outside, his response is, who is my mother and brothers? He then points to the disciples and says, here are my mother and brothers. For whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Can we really believe Mary took kindly to that statement. Mary, one of the finest examples of doing the will of the Father because she gave birth to Jesus. Mary, who answered the angel's statement that you will be with child, and she says, I am the Lord's maidservant. Do with me ever as you will. (coughs) Can we believe 
that this was a great interaction. Quite possibly, Mary might have thought that she had failed as a mother. If this is Jesus' view of her, if Jesus is calling into question whether or not she is doing the will of the Father. And yet, here at the cross, he is ensuring her future. He is looking after her. Far too often, beloved, each of us think that when we have failed Jesus, we are of no further service to him. When we stumble in our pilgrimage, we think that we are on the sideline forever and that all that Jesus can see when he looks at us is our failure, our stumbling, our falling. But Jesus does not define us by how we fail him. He does not define us with every slip. He defines us by our relationship with him. Mary is not looked at because of the last interaction with Jesus, but Mary is looked at as mother. It's about the relationship. And so it is with us. When we stumble, when we fall, it does not change the fact that our relationship is defined by God as one in which we are the beloved of God. We are blessed. We are loved. We are cherished. And that is what he thinks when he looks at us. And because of that, we should understand that our relationship is eternally secure with him. And we should get up and dust ourselves off and get back in the game and run with vigor the pilgrimage that he has set before us. Just as John and Mary would do in the moments after the crucifixion. But Mary wouldn't stop there. She would ask me and she'd ask you, did you know that in the darkest moments of your life, Jesus is there? Jesus is there and has made provision. I cannot imagine the emotional and the spiritual turmoil that is raging within Mary and John as they stand at the foot of the cross upon which Jesus hangs between heaven and earth. Mary, in her Magnificat, had penned the consolation of Israel on Jesus. She had already foretold the eradication of Rome and the eternal reign of David's throne through Jesus. And now there's Jesus dying. Oh, how dark the moment. John had given up three years of his life hanging on Jesus' every word, being the beloved disciple just last night. John has laid his head on Jesus during supper and now, now all is lost. How can they go forward? How can they ever survive 
And what does Jesus say to them? Behold your son. Behold your mother. You have each other now. Here they thought they would be alone in their grief and the darkness of, Jesus, of a Jesusless existence. And yet he says to the two who loved him best, his mother and the beloved disciple, here is your provision for the future. Here in the darkness, Jesus shines a light for them to go forward knowing that he has looked after them and that the darkness will not overcome. Beloved, you and I so often can only see darkness when life comes at us like a flood. But we must understand that Jesus is present there. He has a plan to get each of us out of the predicaments that we think will forever end us. He is shining a bright light. All we must do is to see it. And maybe, quite possibly, it's where we never considered looking. Because notice, he says here, Behold, behold your son. Behold your mother. As I have said many, many times before, you never say behold to something that you have seen before. You don't say behold to something that is part of our normal existence. You say behold like if you were going down Church Street and suddenly there was an elephant. There's not elephants in Church Street on any day of the week. But yet if we were to go home tonight and we would see an elephant, we would go behold. And he says, behold, behold, where you haven't thought to look, your son. Behold, what you haven't thought to look, your mother. And I would be remiss if I did not point out that the provision he is offering them can be best defined as community. They're not solitary in their existence. They are brought together. Community can be defined as family. Community can be defined as church. Community can be defined in any number of ways. But understand something, that in this particular community that we see created here at the cross, we hear another phrase from Jesus where he says, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I will be in the midst of them and bless them. And so in this creation of community for them to go, forward he again promises them his presence forevermore and his blessing his blessing his provision his statement that everything will be tended to and all he says to them and to us is to look, to see, and says, did you know? I have to think as Mary expanded upon this provision of, of community that Jesus made for her, if we were to interview her years down the road, she would have thought of all those times that John had been there for her and she had been there for John And a final question might pop out 
from Mary that would make it so very personal for each of us. Because I think Mary, if I were interviewing her, would look at me and say, did you know he sees you? Did you know he sees you and he looks with compassion on you? Compassion. Where do you see compassion in any of this? Well, compassion is found in the provision. If Jesus didn't care, if Jesus didn't look after their future, he would have not looked at her and said, behold your son. Would not looked at him and said, behold your mother. He is looking at them with compassion. This isn't the first time that we have encountered Jesus looking upon someone with compassion. We see it in Matthew as he looks upon the crowds and as he heals them. And it says he had compassion. He saw them harried and harassed. He saw them besieged on every side. And how did he, how did he respond? He healed them and he loved them. He saw them. And yes, beloved, in the midst of similar circumstances tonight that each of us may be facing, He sees us. He sees each of us. My heart jumps in this passage when I hear John say, when Jesus saw them. Because I am reminded that if the Savior can look, see, and have compassion on Mary and John in his darkest moment as his life drains away, as he is hung as a spectacle before all of humanity, as he is being cursed on either side, as he is being jeered, and humiliated if in this most darkest of moments he can look into a crowd and he can see his mother and he can see John and he can think about them how can he not in his now exalted status at the right hand of God not see each of us and look with us, on us with compassion very often you and I may find ourselves feeling lost and can't find God and can't think that God can find us. We think that we are hidden from His view, but we are not. We are not obscured. We are not hidden. We are seen. And He doesn't look with us on us with anger or frustration, but He looks on us with compassion and care. His heart goes to us. The world wonders, does Jesus see? Does he see the troubles of this world? They very often ask this question, where is he? As children starve in the third world, as mothers grieve murdered children in Ukraine, and this poverty grips the inner cities of our nation, as families struggle with inflation and try to figure out where the next food will come from, as they just try to exist in this world, and they keep saying, where is God? 
And the answer is that we must look to the cross. And as we look to the cross, know that he sees us. The hymn writer that we should be hearing more than often than not is the one that says, does Jesus care? Oh, yes, he cares. I know he cares. His heart is touched with my grief. When the days are weary and the long nights dreary, I know my Savior cares. Beloved, do you know? Do you know his care? Do you know his concern? Can you gaze upon the cross and know that that he is there with you and he is making provision? And though the world is falling apart, he still has you. Just as he had Mary. Just as he had John. He has each of us. And for that, we say, thanks be to God. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Please note our schedule has been revised as of April 2021. Please join us on Sunday mornings for worship at 10 o'clock in the sanctuary at 108 Trail 1 in Burlington or on Facebook Live. For more information and resources regarding our church, please visit Grove Park Church. Dot net. And remember, grace abound.